family stop what you're doing stop what you're doing it's officially season two of the family room listen it's your sister sienna coates from the faith and family group and i am excited to kick off season two i feel like god has pulled up a chair i felt feel like he's just he sits with me he talks with me he sits in on the conversations that i have i know it to be true and i cannot wait to just pour out everything that god has poured in for season two of the family room grab you a little cup of coffee you know that's my favorite thing grab you a snuggie a blankie a throw whatever and just sit in and enjoy your time with us here in the family room Hey, 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 family, it's your sister, Sienna Coates, and I want to personally welcome you back to the family room. Come on in, have a seat, get comfy, get your coffee, because you know that's my favorite thing. Get you a Snuggie and get comfortable so that we can dive into this conversation. In a nutshell, today I'm talking about forgiveness, okay, and um, quickly, What caused me to even begin to just have this, you know, how we do, we'll have a thought and then we just begin to, to, you know, think and dwell and spiral and just like, just our minds are so amazing how they work. Um, But I began to think about a situation that happened to me. I was 19 years old when my father passed away Um, and he actually passed away two weeks after I had my first son, um, and he passed away on my son's due date. Um, talk about that for coincidences. And the day that he passed away, it was just so beautiful outside. I just remember it being, it was almost springtime and it was just the most beautiful weather outside. The sun was shining. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was just perfect outside. And it was so beautiful outside. And, um, Man, I just began to think about uh, that day and think about before he passed, maybe about four weeks before my dad passed away, he gave me a call and I still remember his voice. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, "Uh, nothing, just chilling. You know, I'm 19 at the time. I'm literally chilling. Um, So he's like, um, he began to apologize to me for not being the kind of father that I needed for not being present, not being there, not, you know, just for not. And it was so amazing to look back on because then at 19 years old and going that time without a steady father figure in the home, without that structure and things like that, I kind of really didn't know how to express or how to really, um, receive it. I did receive it. And, you know, I told him thank you. And, you know, for apologizing and things like that, and that I loved him because I always loved my daddy. And, um, you know, I just thought about that moment about forgiveness, not because, um, you know, it was this strenuous thing because I did forgive him. And at that time where he apologized, but as I began to, um, grow up and have, you know, get married and have more children. Um, there were things that in circumstances that would come up in my life that I would think about like, dang, I didn't know this. I, I wasn't exposed to this. And I would find myself having to forgive again for, 
the thing he did apologize for and then some things that he didn't apologize for. And it was just so profound um, about that that dwelling and just that thinking and that spiraling about forgiveness. And I thought about um, some other situations as, as well. And I, I know this is in scripture and I found it in Matthew, excuse me, Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. It reads, then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. So basically Jesus is telling him, nah, no, just forgive just a little bit. Keep on forgiving even 70 times seven and 77 times and over and over as many times as it takes. And I think about that because us being human, uh, we can sit and we can kind of dwell in our offenses and we can kind of sit there and feel like some people are undeserving of our forgiveness. But let me tell you right now, bro, let me tell you right now, sis, that ain't your place to to decide if they're deserving of forgiveness or not. What forgiveness does is it allows you to kind of be free from other people's expectations. It kind of get it, it frees up space so God can come in and do the healing work. And, and it's just a beautiful thing. And I know that the scripture tells us, um, let me see, let me find it here. It says that Mark 11 and 25 says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father. So also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses again. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. So basically he's saying forgive so that your father can forgive you as well. But let me tell you, I understand that forgiveness is not so easy. We can say out of our mouth that, yeah, I forgive you. But in our hearts, our posture is still raggedy. It still stank, but let me encourage you in that because I know it can be a a difficult thing and I know it can seem to be an impossible thing depending on the offense that was had, but depending on whatever kind of sin was committed against you, I understand. I get it. It's not easy. I remember saying, I forgive, but when somebody's name would come up in a conversation, my stomach would just do something weird or I, I got a taste in my mouth. I just want to, you know, vomit or something or that I hear the name or it, and it'll remind me of the situation or the offense. And it was just like, God, um, I can't do this on my own. And this is the beauty in it. This is the disgusting, beautiful part of this is that we have to understand that we can't do this on our own, but we have to be vulnerable enough. We have to be humble enough to submit ourselves under the power of the Holy Spirit so that he can have his way so that he can set up shop in our hearts and do the great work. He's a great physician. And sometimes he's going to have to lay you on the table and do the heart work so that you can truly forgive so that your heart can be cleansed so that your heart can be cleaned out uh, and, and, and renewed. And God is able to do that for you. 
he is able to um, do that great thing that is impossible for us in our own strength. But with his strength, it is possible. It's so possible for us to forgive someone so that we can be forgiven. And even as it said later down the line in Matthew 18 and 21 uh, and 22, the 70 times seven. And this is the thing I have truly felt like. I've forgiven people for what I think was wrong and uh, even asked God to forgive me where I was wrong in certain situations. And when those thoughts come back up, when that offense tries to exceed, the enemy is uh, he's a stealer and a robber. He seeks to steal, kill and destroy. And he wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal that that thing. He, he hates our life. Let's put it out here that we have one enemy and that is Satan and he hates our life. And if he can get you to harm or unforgiveness in your heart towards anybody for any reason, for anything, he's going to try to do it. So when that is not it's not a sin or it's not just the devil. If you think about this thing again, or you think about that, remember that offense, you are human. You're going to remember certain stuff, but the power is in knowing who you are in God, knowing the word of God, when he tells us that, you know, to take every thought captive, Take that thing captive, arrest that thought when it tries to come up in your mind, that offense is like, no, no, no. I I take this thought captive in the name of Jesus. I cast it down and, and I don't live there no more. Okay. That's the key. I don't live back in 2020 anymore. So you cannot bother me with 2020 memories. I, I don't live in 20, 2002 anymore. So you can't bother me with 2002 memories to cause me to hate again, to cause me to lean into unforgiveness again. Go through the process. Let Holy Spirit do his perfect work within your heart. Uproot every root of bitterness and unforgiveness. Because if you let it stay there and set up shop, I'm telling you, the hearts will suffer. And from your heart flows the issues of life. So therefore, your life will suffer. I pray that I'm making sense to somebody. And I'm praying that uh, you are hearing me. If there is any unforgiveness, it may be impossible for you to do it in your own strength, and your own might. That's the beautiful part of it. I'm not strong enough. Humble yourself. Go to God and ask him for his help. That's what he wants you to do. Amen. Let me pray for you real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you giving you thanks and praise, glory and honor. I thank you for the family right now. I thank you for the family room and all of my listeners right now. God, I pray that whoever is hearing this and this message has pricked their heart in some way or there's something that has been brought back to their memory. God, I pray that you would just bless them right now with your peace. I pray that you bless them with the spirit of knowledge, wisdom and understanding of what to do right now in this moment, oh God. We need your help. We need your strength to come in and truly create in us a new heart and an upright spirit according to your word. Renew us, oh God. Renew our mindset, oh God, concerning this thing and allow us to truly have the strength to forgive those who have caused us offense. As your word says, forgive our trespasses. As we forgive those who have trespassed against us. 
Lord, I love you. I thank you. And I praise you for this moment. And I just honor you in everything that I do. And God, I just pray that you have your way in the lives of my brothers and my sisters. In the name of Jesus, I pray and say, amen. I love you. Have a blessed day. Until next time.